Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Yeah, Colin, this is our first podcast. Um, I don't know if we're officially a part of the uh, Dave Campbell's network. I don't know, but it's been nine days. Nine days. Nine days. Oh, that's when it officially starts. Officially starts. I didn't even see. I don't even know. You didn't didn't even swap out the thing. Oh, did you send it to me? I put it in the drive. Oh well. We'll, fi- we'll figure Facebook that out. Facebook doesn't exist. That Facebook Facebook logo was actually Twitter. We got a new Twitter. We have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Um, so yeah, check out the Twitter. Um, that's where we're going to post all the content, all that stuff. Um, what's our at on it? Is Green, Green Room UNT. Not yeah. take the the away and the Facebook logo, and that's the Twitter at. Yeah, just Green Room UNT. So follow us on Twitter there. I think we're already up to 80 followers or so, so that's 84. good. Um, 84, yeah. So it's... Uh, going up quickly. We love to see that. We appreciate all of y'all for the support. As always, we just wanted to have everything in one location. You know, I didn't me tweeting it out when I'm covering LSU and doing Dave Kim. Mm. Like it's just a lot. So, and Colin, you know, he's busy all the time. So we just wanted to have it all in one location. And um, this is the way to do it. We're gonna have graphics going up. We're gonna have mm. you know, in, we're gonna interact, tweet throughout games and stuff, all that good stuff. So follow our Twitter at Green Room Unt. Um, that's where you can find us, and that's where you'll find this podcast if you are on Twitter. So thank you all for joining us. Now, Colin, the regular season is over. Yes. The regular season is over for North Texas. First of all, show off the shirt you're wearing. Oh, Love yeah. the shirt. Oh, yeah. I, I, I showed it to you. I said to buy that shirt for me, and you said, all right. So you bought three of them. <laughs> one's for me, so I'm excited to, for that. Yeah, Toughest team wins. And then the other one was for, for the – our friend whose bachelor party it was when we went to the game, but he didn't take it. So yeah. I have a second so, one. So it's a picture of McCaslin holding up the net. Toughest team wins. That's their mantra. Yep. Um, I've had this one for a minute now. I love this one. Um, but yeah, so we are, we're ready. It is time. The regular season is over. We'll wrap up the games, but we'll also give our predictions for the conference tournament. All that good stuff. Now, Colin, yes. you were at the game. You were at the West Virginia game. West Kentucky um, game. West Kentucky, sorry. Uh, we also watched Middle Tennessee. They beat Middle Tennessee on Thursday. Yep. Um, that was a 64-50 to 50 win where Middle Tennessee, um, I believe, led. Uh, yeah, they led 17-9 early on. North Texas comes back. And we've said it multiple times with this team and this program. The way that this team goes on runs is not the same as how 95% of basketball teams go on runs. They don't just light it up from three. Don't They don't you know start getting to the free throw line a billion times. They don't have that one player that's going to just pull them out of runs. They just stop you from scoring, yeah. And they cut off your circulation until you slowly die, and then you look at the scoreboard in North Texas holds you to fifty points. So that's what happened in the Middle Tennessee game. I thought that was a pretty um, impressive. Tyler Perry got to line fourteen times. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And, and I know I think there was a T somewhere, or there was and the late game fouling or whatever. But still, I mean. One of the biggest differences this year's team from last year's team is the free throw shooting, right? Remember last year they couldn't make a free throw at all, and at all. And this year, um, I believe they are first in the conference in free throw percentage at seventy-eight point three percent. Incredible turnaround. So that was the Middle Tennessee game. Where that was the game I was most worried about because Middle yeah, Tennessee is a, is a good team. We're like, that's the game. If they they lose that game, you know. That's not great. But... Well, it started bad too, right? Like we were mm-hmm. we were scared for the first 18 minutes of the game because UNT didn't even – it didn't seem like they were going to touch a lead. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. They lead at half, 33-30, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, and like we, we said, text each other, we text each other throughout the game. And it's just funny because most of the time, at least with the Charlotte and the middle game, uh, it's happened throughout the season where we're 10 game, we're 10 minutes into the game. And when North Texas has nine points, and we're just like, I hate it here. The world's this falling the like the world, like it's crumbling around us in that time. Like, can somebody score the ball, please? I'm tired of watching yeah. a blue hook shots, like just everything yeah. going out the window. And then all of a sudden they just, they just start, start playing again. So that was good. Uh, now the Western Kentucky game. Yep. Boy, that was a game. First UNC yeah. basketball game for me since La Tech last year. Well, there you go. Now Western Kentucky comes into this game, obviously not the Western Kentucky of old. We knew that. Uh, in fact, when these two teams played early in the season um, in Kentucky, Western only lost by four, you know, yeah. 70 to 66. I remember Western was kind of hot that game. North Texas wastes no time, just completely obliterates Western Kentucky into the sun, holds them to zero points through seven and a half minutes, and beats them 67 to 33 with you in attendance. How, how are you? No Kai Huntsbury. That's an important thing we have yeah. to, we'll mention as well. Kai um, was got hurt in the middle of Tennessee game. Uh, I tweeted out from the account, the Twitter account from the mm. Twitter account at Green Room UNT that it was uh, day-to-day, he was a game-time decision, and that they were optimistic about him being good for the conference tournament. So, no Kai, but they went 67-33 to 33 with you in attendance. What, what were your thoughts on that game? First of all, first thought, Western Kentucky is an awful basketball team when their only shooter is out. So, Western has no shooters None. except for Frampton. Forgot his first name, but he was Luke, out. Luke Frampton. Luke Frampton. Yeah. So, he was out. He's and I don't. I think, the West, I think Western only made two threes the whole mm-hmm. night. So uh, you obviously have to ride. Ta- I think it's Tavion McKnight. Yeah. Um, no, Davion McKnight. Davion yeah. McKnight. That's what it is. Sorry. Tavion Hollingsworth. Yeah. Davion McKnight. And he, no one can hit a shot. And I'm going to give credit to North Texas defense because they didn't have an opportunity to get open. And obviously some of that's because they don't have to really worry about the shooters. But Western had the hardest time I've ever seen a basketball team have to try to score. And I watch UNT. Like I've never seen, I've never seen that before. I mean, uh, the seven five dude sharp couldn't do anything. I mean, it was just, it was just a master class of defense. Uh, so that's point number one defense. Second thing, I love seeing Ruben and Kai's role. I was very, very happy with that, and I liked early when they were kind of running a little bit. When you know there was a couple turnovers here and there, and I liked him in the open court. I liked him handling the ball. I feel like Ruben's almost. Ruben does things that I wish Kai would do, but Kai can't because he has to have a bigger role in the offense. You know what I mean? Whereas like Ruben, he has that, he has, he knows what he has to do. And I feel like that little Tyler to flourish, which by the way, went ballistic. Uh, I forgot how many points he had, but he, at one point Western had 18 and he had 17. So, <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> if, that, if you want any explanation of how the game went, that's what it is. But yeah, yeah. it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, you bring up good points. Uh, Ruben wasn't super efficient, but three steals, four assists, five rebounds, uh, only two turnovers, 34 minutes for Ruben. I will talk about the bracket in a bit. I don't, I'm assuming Kai will be healthy for Thursday's game. Um, if he's not, I think, you know, you want to have him right for Friday. We're, we're going to assume they win the Thursday game. Like that's just how we're going to operate. Coaches probably won't operate that way. They'll be like, Hey, we need all hands on deck. It's turn yeah. the time. Yada, yada, yada. Maybe play Kai in a limited role. But from what I saw, I I think this team is capable of surviving against teams, not named UAB and FAU without Kai. 
Like, I think they're perfectly fine because of the defense. Because you plug in Matthew Stone, and he plays 22 minutes and has two points, 0 for 3 from 3, 1 for 1 from 2. Um, and you can survive that because you're not playing UAB and FAU. Like, that's just yeah. – that. those are the games Stone can survive. Like, UTEP, we saw it. He made a couple shots, and it changed the game because – that's just that's those are the tighter games that he can operate in. Um, I think this team is pretty much set at this point. Like we talked about them throughout the year. I think Aaron Scott coming into his own is huge. I mean, he had 11 points on a five of eight shooting with seven boards, four assists, and a lot of middies. Steals. I was really yeah, range jumpers. He busted the zone time and time again, just getting those yep. pockets, hitting the jumpers. Uh, West Kentucky is a shell of its former self, and it's crazy because. Emmanuel Acott had two points. Like he was one of the highly rated, highest, I mean, touted transfers uh, over the offseason. Emmanuel Acott from Boise State, and yeah. I know someone tweeted. I don't, I don't remember who it is. I'm sorry if, if you're listening to this and I forgot, but someone said he, he went to West Kentucky instead of Memphis. <laughs> and like, how's that decision working out for you? Yeah, not great. Um, but still, very impressive win. I think defensively, like you mentioned. I, I want to say something big picture-wise before we get into the tournament. This team, that week between Charlotte and Middle Tennessee, I think defensively they've flipped. They've gone to another level. Yeah. Like another, another level. Like they've always been a really, really good defense. But we started seeing a couple cracks here and there, right? Like in the UTEP game, sure, it went to over double overtime – whatever and they allowed 72 points to UTEP it, it was fine it was whatever Charlotte loss was a little concerning defensively for me because the pace of the game was so slow and Charlotte was still able to kind of impose themselves at times yeah that week off I think they said on the middle Tennessee broadcast Grant McCaslin told them he's like we've been working on defense like we've been working on defense and they're like, and they were joking on the broadcast like how do you focus on defense when you're already like you know an elite defensive team Middle Tennessee, if they don't hit those BS threes that they were hitting, I remember yeah. they hit, what was it, set six in the first half? I think yeah, it was. Yeah. And they're not one missing. Worst, yeah. And they're one of the worst shooting teams in the conference. Like, if they don't hit those, they probably score 40 points or less. And then we're looking at back to back games of like 40 and 33 points. Like, that's yeah. how good this defense has been. And we've talked about this offense throughout the year, like throughout the year, for good reason, because that's they're going to need to score some points to beat UAB and FAU. But damn, this defense is is hitting a stride. This might be the best this defense has been this entire season. Yeah. And that's that's really comforting. Here's here's a interesting thing I liked also um about the game offensively is Tyree Edie was able to get shots. Um I'm assuming that's because Kai was out. He was Everyone felt five. a little bit more aggressive, like you're saying. Yeah, it's it's like it's Ruben obviously was three of eleven, but yeah, he hit I think he hit his first three. Mm-hmm. Tyree Edie, three of five. Aaron Scott, like I said, the middies. I feel like everybody was involved. Um, so that is something I want to look for in the tournament is if Kai isn't able to play Thursday, for example, do we continue, do we see the growth or more involved role of Ruben and Tyree on offense? Second thing is I feel like this is, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this is the second game in a row where Abby's been in foul trouble and you've had to play a lot of minutes with Sissoko. Sissoko played, uh, 16 minutes last game, uh, against Western. Let me check the, uh, middle game real quick. Uh, middle... Sasuke only played seven, and Abu played 32. So. Okay, so 
Lance Western, uh, I don't think you, you you cannot have. I thought that Sissoko a couple of times looked out of his element. Obviously, that's because Sharp is just you know yeah. seven foot five. <laughs> but I, I, you need to have Abu, uh, you know, continually being that presence on the floor for them, uh, especially in the tournament against like Jameson from UAB. Yeah, Jameson. Um. All right, when we look at this season as a whole, let's wrap up the regular season and then get to the tournament. Okay. 16 and 4 in conference, 25 and 6 overall. They jumped up to 39th in the net rating, um which ultimately doesn't I mean, it's great, but you know, for an uh, for an at large bid, there's a team Utah State that I believe was 22nd in the net that's on the bubble right now. So, you know, it is you they they take what they what they care about the committee does and 39th in the net is high, but it's not good enough for an at-large bid. Regardless, that's that's the highest in school history. 39. Ken Palm, they are 45th. I believe that's also the highest in school history at this point. Um, I'm not going to ask you if this is the best team in school history, but from where we were um, early in the season to after the FAU losses, to after the Rice loss, to after the Charlotte loss, uh, what do you think of this team, big picture, going into the tournament? Like, how good is this team? I think, like you said, we saw a different level defensively these last two games, and I didn't think that could happen. And as long as they continue to be efficient offense, this team has another ceiling where it's – I don't think that UAB at its ceiling is – I think that UAB is now worse at its ceiling than North Texas at its ceiling just because that defense took another step. And going into the tournament, you expect to continue to see that. I mean, like you said, during that week off, it seemed like they locked in and said, okay – we're not going to, you know, we have something to play for, and that's the pride, and then making sure we're ready for the tournament. Yeah, and we talked about it the entire year, the whole season, was yeah. if if you are going to play the slowest tempo in the country and you are going to rely and you're going to try to play like you did last year, the defense has to be as good as it was last year. And we didn't think it was possible for that this this defense to be as good as it was last year. Yeah. And we, we were saying you don't have J.J. Murray, you don't have Thomas Bell, um you're relying on new guys kai tyree Eady, um Jaden martinez for a bit here and there like tyler perry starting this year instead of coming off the bench you know that's a big difference for a guy who's 5'10 5'11 and kind of has to do a lot offensively last year's defense ended the season 22nd in the country this year they're 30th in the country yeah like that they've done it they've actually done it to where with no matter the personnel They've changed. They lost their best two defenders from last year, and and Drez. Let's not forget Drez, who was a very very solid defender. They've lost th- three good defenders, and they're still top thirty in the country in defense. Yeah, like they've they've done it. They flat out done it, and that is a huge testament to this coaching staff, to the players, to the buy-in, to the culture, all that stuff. It is absolutely incredible what this team has done defensively. That's where you have to start when the, with this program, with this team, the toughness, the will to win is all there defensively. I mean, they're just they're so bought in, they're so locked in. Because I guarantee you, if you look at the top thirty teams in the country defensively, and let's say North Texas is thirtieth, they all have better athletes than North Texas. Yeah, like it's it's. I'm looking through it right now. Texas, Tennessee, UCLA, Alabama, Rutgers, St. Mary's, Houston, Iowa State, Mississippi State, Kansas, Creighton. I'm, that's only like half of the top 30. Like they're yeah. all power five 
high major programs. Like I'm looking down right now. Where's the next? Utah Valley is 35th. In my opinion, of the top 34, they have they're the smallest school. They're the you know they're probably the only mid major on this list. Sam Houston State's up there as well, so give them that. And whatever you think of uh, San Diego State, but regardless, that's you get my point. Yeah, it's like they are making this work. And to to what you said is like offensively, if they get Kai going, if they get Ruben going, and they get Tyler um, shooting well, and they get Abu that is efficient, it's a team that has a higher ceiling than UAB. And we've said it before, I think they have a higher ceiling than FAU. Yeah, like yeah. that they do. They just they just do. If and but FAU is very consistent. They shoot a lot of threes. They're a very very high powered team. I'm not taking anything away from them. But at North Texas, at their best at this point, is the best team in the conference. Now it's just about proving it. And because you didn't do it early in the year, now you're yeah. a two seed. And now we can transition into the tournament, of which I will show on the screen because we have a there YouTube audience calling. Wow. There it is in its, in its glory. Um, North Texas, two seed, plays on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, um, concurrent with UAB, who is the three seed. Uh, for those not watching on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. But uh, for those listening, FAU is the one seed. North Texas two, UAB three. So North Texas UAB will play if they win. Um, Middle Tennessee four, Charlotte five, and that's those are all the teams that get a quote unquote buy into the quarterfinals. You then have six teams playing in the first round. You have Western Kentucky and UTEP playing in the eight nine. You have FIU and La Tech playing um to play north texas and you have rice and utsa playing to play uab yeah so i mean we just we got to fill it out colin we got to fill it out okay. now with that before we get into it how do you feel about the draw for north texas i mean in my eyes i think fau and uab are equally as dangerous it's just a matter of what do you want to face do you want to face jelly walker do you want to face fau's defense and threes uh yeah. so it, it is what it is it's, it was it's gonna be a tough road either way now um if we look at the first round even i think fiu and latech are pretty comfortable opponents latech obviously without kobe williams for the rest of the year um i think they're pretty they'll, they'll be fine against those two i would be a little bit more concerned if it was utep or rice i will say like I don't want to see UTEP or Rice. I'm not saying they would lose to them. I think, but I don't want to see UTEP or Rice. And you just don't want to see Rice just because of what they did earlier this season. Just because they're they can be. I don't think Rice is good. Yeah. But yes, kind of because I think there is an off chance that Rice somehow gets some offense going, and then we're in a shootout, and North Texas doesn't want to be in a shootout. Like, yeah. I I wouldn't say it's likely. I think North Texas wins that game 90 percent of the time, but. I just don't want to see UTEP or uh, or Rice. Regardless, I will, I will agree with you on UTEP because you don't want to face a team that plays very hard just like you do. Yeah, because uh, that'll wear you down. Yeah. So um, they got FIU and La Tech or La Tech in the first round uh, in the quarters rather. I think they take care of business there. And then, like you said, UAB. Ideally, in a perfect world, North Texas would be the one seed, and yeah. you just you let the other two play it out. But FAU, you know, credit to them, they deserve it. Eighteen and two in conference the number one seed uh, they get the quote unquote easier schedule with middle Tennessee and Charlotte, but they have lost middle Tennessee this year. Let's not forget that. Yep. I think middle Tennessee is a very capable team. They're comfortably the fourth best team in this conference to me. 
But I would I be like shocked, like on the floor, like crying if Middle Tennessee beat FAU? Crying. No, no, I wouldn't be shocked like that. I wouldn't at all because it's it's tournament time. It's tournament yeah. time. So okay, but let's fill it out. Let's fill it out. Um, I had an, I was gonna get my notebook. We'll just, just do a joint bracket. Normally we do individual brackets, but a joint bracket. Okay, so we can talk through it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just saw Western Kentucky, and uh, we've seen UTEP this year. Yeah. I think, I think I think we all know where this is going. I'm thinking UTEP. I'm thinking UTEP. I think UTEP probably wins pretty comfortably. Western Kentucky just got done playing North Texas, and now has to play UTEP, who is equally as annoying, even though less talented. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got UTEP winning that. FIU La Tech. FIU is probably the team in the conference I know the least about, even though we've seen them. La Tech. It's hard for them. I believe these two teams just played and went to overtime. Uh, La Tech and Western uh, and La, uh, FIU did. I'm looking right now. Yes, I'm gonna go. They, uh, actually, oh yeah, a couple two game or two games ago. Yeah, yeah. Who won that? FIU. Uh, no, Louisiana Tech won by one, 77-76. Wow. wow. I'll take FIU. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the end of the reign of of La Tech right now, just because the Kobe Williams thing was kind of the the last you know nail in the coffin and. FIU is coming off a 90-point outing against Rice. So, Rice isn't good defensively, but you know what I mean. They're rolling a little bit. They're rolling. Yeah, they're rolling a little bit. Boost of playing so, Rice. I think right. confidence we got FIU. Yeah. Rice, UTSA. I watched UTSA beat Rice in Houston. Yeah. UTSA is awful, Rice. I've seen, I've seen Quincy Olivari just go crazy. We, we saw them beat Marshall two years ago. He shows up. <laughs> they show up. The guards show up. So I'm gonna go. That's I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Rice. That's in our head. Okay, we got Rice. So that's the first round. Yeah. Quarterfinals: FAU or UTEP. See, this is where I might like throw in a little bit of an upset, but we have to agree on this bracket. No, I if think, you if you think UTEP can win, I think it. UTEP can win purely because we saw North Texas not at its best, make it such a close game. You give me a UTEP team that has Joe Golding, who a couple years ago with ACU, yeah, did some insane things in March Madness with a. I think he had a five-five point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong saying that? No, you're not wrong. You're I not thought wrong. he was five-five. Yeah. No, yeah, I think he's five-seven. Like, five, as seven. a like a top def- okay, five-seven top defensive team. Listen, I've seen it before. It could be an upset for me if if you agree. Then I think we gotta we might have an upset. No, I don't agree. Okay, but we, we can take FAU. Okay, but but you are on the record saying you're taking UTEP over FAU. Yeah, I'd probably give it like a like I think UTEP has like a 35 percent chance of winning that game. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's pretty high. All right, place your bets now, folks. Uh, go get in there. All right, yeah, Middle Tennessee and Charlotte. Middle I think Tennessee and Charlotte. I'm taking Middle Tennessee. What do you think? That's a tough one for me because I think Charlotte is pretty good. They they are they are pr- pretty good. They did just push UAB to double overtime, but they did lose to UTSA the game before that. Very true. I'm gonna go. I gotta go Charlotte. They split in the regular season. Okay, yeah, so I... we just have completely different brackets. So this was yeah, we, pointless. Yeah, all for not. Sorry to do this in the same. All right, North Texas FIU. We are we... North Texas. Podcast, yeah, North, we're taking North Texas. North Texas. Um, UAB and Rice. This is an interesting one. 
this is an interesting one because let me pull up UAB schedule. UAB beat Rice, Rice 70 to 52 and then beat them 85 57. So maybe it's not an interesting one. Not interesting. This is gonna be an absolute bloodbath. Okay. UAB <laughs> beats Rice. <laughs> yeah. But we got or I have FAU in middle. You have UTEP Charlotte. Yes. Um, who you got in yours? UTEP Charlotte. If you beat FAU, you're gonna beat Charlotte. <laughs> UTEP. <laughs> UTEP. Okay. All right, Colin's got UTEP in the final. North Texas UAB. Now, okay, let, let's let's get like semi-serious here. Yeah. About this preview. Because we're not gonna do a podcast before this game. We could do like, I don't know. This is it. This is what our thoughts on North Texas UAB. Yeah. Because yeah. UAB, I think I've said it before. Let's do outside of the other teams, and then we'll do that. How that? How's that? What was that? Let's do the other teams, and then we'll go back to the UAB, so we don't like go from talking about UAB, UNT, and then going, "What do you think of?" You know, talking about no. So what other teams? Because you didn't. I made my pick for the semifinals. You didn't make yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm gonna go (laughs) FAU. Okay. (laughs) That's why I was confused. I wouldn't be surprised if Middle Tennessee won, though. Again. Okay, sorry. That's my pick. FAU. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. North Texas UAB, Colin. Yeah. I said it before. UAB, outside of the North Texas loss, which was double overtime in Denton, they've won every other game since January 26th. Since January 21st, really. Like, you look at their losses this year, and they're not bad losses outside of the 3-3 three and three start, right? Like, they, they started technically 4-5 and five in conference. They end fourteen and six, so they they're ten and one in the last eleven. Their one loss, like I said, being to North Texas on the road in double overtime. Yeah. Um, granted, they you know went double overtime with Charlotte. Um, they had a five point win over UTSA that was unimpressive. Uh, they only beat FIU by four, all that stuff. But they beat FAU. Um, they ran Rice out the building. They've they've run a few teams out the building. They beat Middle by twenty three. Yeah. UAB has hit its stride, is what I'm trying to say. How how worried are you at this point of this matchup? I feel like if any UAB team is going to win, because we've talked about this team, I guess, the last two years with Andy Kedney. Well, they won last year. Or, I guess, sorry, you're right. I, I, I haven't really? I covered the team last well, year. Well, because we were going back to two years ago, the team. I do think there are similarities with the team two years ago to this year's team. Here's the issue. Um, go ahead. Here's what here's what North Texas cannot do. You cannot let Jelly Walker go off. Put up 41 points last game. That cannot happen. Like since he's come back, he's gone crazy. Jelly Walker against Rice two games ago, 32 points, 10 and 19. Like that, you have to hold him to under 20, and yeah. you have to make shots because if you if he at all gets hot, which we know you know he can, that would be a nail in the coffin for me because you just simply like you said earlier. Well, you were worried about Rice because if they go on a run, North Texas doesn't have the firepower to match it. So if Jelly Walker's just making tough shots, even though it's on good defense, and you can't match it, like that's that's an issue to me. Um, so I guess that would be my main concern. It is my it is my concern because last year we saw him kind of will that team that UAB team at times. Yeah, and kind of a, a more macro type discussion to have is tyler perry 
I think he's doing really well with what he can do, but we've seen it at times throughout the past month. Teams been able to take him out of games. Um, UAB has Eric Gaines, who did bother Tyler at times. I think last time they played, Tyler had to get to the free throw line for most of his points. I think he had 30 points, but still. Um, that is a concern for me because if Tyler Perry's not scoring, you need Kai, you need Ruben, you need Aaron, you need Abu. Um, it is, it's not a matchup I feel good about, if I'm being completely honest with you. I've said it before. I said it before. I said, I think I said when North Texas won last time that UAB was going to win, right? I think I said that on you here. You did say that. Time. Yeah. Like, it's not a matchup I feel good about on paper. Yeah. It's not. However, North Texas has beaten this team twice. And you can look at that one of two ways. North Texas knows how to beat UAB. Or, the old adage, it's hard to beat a team three times. Exactly. Exactly. I'm uh, scared, Colin. I'm yeah. scared. However, we have Grant McCaslin, and we have Ross Hodge, and we have this team and this coaching staff yep. that has done it before. Right? Last year's team lost to La Tech in the semifinals. We can just admit it. They did not have enough offensive talent on that team. Yeah. This year's team has enough offensive talent to compete and to win this thing. UAB is going to be a very, 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 very difficult matchup. The best thing for me, and I'll let you talk. I'm sorry. No, I'm rambling. Fine. But my be- the best thing about this matchup to me is the fact that UAB's junk defense doesn't seem to bother North Texas, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, they're yeah. one three ones, They're half-court traps. Like, even with Eric Gaines, it doesn't feel like they are really in North Texas' heads with that junk defense. Like, right. uh, North Texas had 13 turnovers in a double overtime game last time they played. Like, that's, yep. that's, that's not a lot. So I, I do feel good about it from that respect. Yeah. I mean, defensively, I've, like, like, like we talk, I don't think North Texas is necessarily bothered by other teams defenses. I think that sometimes they just don't have the players that can make yeah. shots, you know, like Matthew stone, like you said, Matthew stone, the reason why they pull away in certain games is because if he hits two threes, six points, a uh, six points from Matthew stone is like 12 points when you're North Texas. Cause your defense is so good. Yeah. So, that's that's the main issue is you have to match Jelly Walker with obviously Tyler Perry. But on top of that, if Kai's out, you have to match him with Matthew Stone. You need Tyree Edie to step up. You need Abu to continue doing what he's been able to do in the past. And you can't make a – and I know it was double overtime, but you can't have a high score of 80 to 79. I don't think, I don't think that's, that's a game that North Texas comes out and wins. Uh, their other win was – what was the score? Um did they score 62 in the other game too? Like uh, it was 62 to 62 going to overtime of the last game. Yes. And I think that's that's the ceiling. That's that's the, exactly. that's the max. Like you, well, not, they, if this game is over 65, they're not winning the game. Well, the game that uh the the first game that North Texas won, it was 60. They scored 63, North Texas did, and exactly. UAB only scored 52. Exactly. So and Eric Gaines was the leading scorer with 15 and points. Jordan and Jordan didn't play. And Jordan Walker exactly play. Jelly Walker didn't play. So you can't be in like you said you can't score more than 62 63 points and we said the same thing when they played when north texas played fau it's the same type of thing same you thing can't, you can't match firepower right now you don't have jv on hamlet you don't have james reese you have tyler perry and kai and then you have guys who sometimes hit shots when they when they need to and obviously against western those guys did step up mm-hmm. but you have to you have to make sure that you do not let them score 70 points 80 points because i don't think it's a game they can win i started this podcast by praising this team and this coaching staff for the defensive um clinic they've put on this entire season 
that's what's going to win them this tournament. Like, that's what's going to do it. Yeah. We saw them. Um, I think this offense has gotten consistent enough to where they will score 60 points against FAU and UAB. That's not my concern as much. I agree. The concern is if they one of those teams gets hot, can they score 70? And I don't know if that they can do that. I just don't know. Um, with that being said, the defense is a lot better, so I feel better. Um, I'm going to stick with what I said. I think, I mean, I'm not going to have North Texas losing this game. I think North Texas beat them twice. I think North Texas um, has a higher ceiling. I think their defense is playing better. Jordan Walker will decide this game for me. If Jordan Walker scores 22 or more points, I think UAB wins. That's pretty yeah. simple to me. Unless if Tyler Perry goes nuclear and matches him, which I don't think Eric Gaines will let him do, but if if he does, then okay, then game on. Then we play. Yeah. But I don't I just can't see a world in where Jelly Walker gets 30 points and North Texas wins. That doesn't yeah. feel right. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, last game, like like I said, we, we they went to a double overtime, uh, but he shot thirty two times. <laughs> like that's that's insane for a college basketball game. And if you give him that many attempts, if you give them that many off offensive possessions, he's gonna score points. So, yeah. I am actually gonna take UAP. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did. He didn't shoot thirty two times against Charlotte. Oh, I thought you meant against North Texas. No, he no, shot no, twenty no. times against North Texas last yeah, time. Yeah, I'm talking about Charlotte. Yeah. Um, when they played, so I think that Jelly Walker will go off. So we're flipping this. Yeah. Remember how it used to be you mm-hmm. who was always against it? Yeah. And I don't think it's because North Texas does anything bad. I just think it's going to be UAB. I, I think it's going to be Jelly Walker, not necessarily UAB. I think everyone else, they play, they do their game plan fine. It works out, but it's going to be whoever's guarding Jelly Walker and he's just going to make tough shots. And I think that that's going to be the, the decider. So, yeah. You know, put it on the message boards. Put it on the message boards. Colin sucks. <laughs> get, the twi- get the Twitter going. Fire up the Twitter. Uh, make the graphic, Colin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you North Texas will lose. Honestly, it might be what this team needs. We we weren't we weren't harsh on them last year, and what happened? They lost. They lost. Well, here's the issue though: is I don't think, like I said, if you were to tell me earlier this season, like. Give me midway through before FAU or after Rice. We'll say after Rice. I would have said that they wouldn't have won the tournament because it was something that North Texas did wrong. I don't think if they lose against UAB, it's going to be because they did something wrong. I think it's just going to be they can't score. Their ceiling. 70, yeah, exactly. And not not a ceiling in terms of you know where the team can go. But if you have a guy that just goes nuclear, you have a guy that goes nuclear. And right lately, he's Jelly Walker's on a heater. So yeah. uh, I think that's that's my main concern. But hey, you know, he might not be, and if he doesn't, then I think that I honestly I think that UAB is only chance, but I think it's a high chance that it for happens. sure. Yeah, I mean, North Texas is not the type of team to trap, you know, or get the ball out of his right. hands as much. Really, they usually keep it pretty straight up. Maybe in ball screens, they'll hedge a little bit harder, try to get it out of his hands. But I mean, they got some. They have players on this team. We've talked about it before. Tavin Loving, KJ Buffin, uh, Ivan, like Tony, Tony, Eric Gaines, those guys. So we'll see. Now, I got North Texas. You got UAB. I think that was a good preview going into it uh comes down to 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 jelly see what see what we can do uh so, all right so i have fau north texas you have utep and uab uh, <laughs> That's do you crazy. have UAB, utep or uab winning the tournament let me see let me check this uab utep <laughs> score real quick uh all right hey you know what 
It's hard to beat a team three times. Give me UTEP winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> All right, Colin Mitchell has UTEP beating FAU, Charlotte, and then UAB in secession and winning the conference yep. tournament. Congratulations to the Miners for uh, somehow from going 7-13 and 13 in conference, winning the whole thing. Good for y'all. Make no, the graphic. No, Print the shirt. No, no. Raise the banner. I, I, I can't willingly actually say that, but uh, I I think uh, I think UTEP will be the Southern Miss from a few years ago when they knocked off Middle. Yeah. Um, but no, if UAB gets to the final, I don't think it's going to be because Jelly Walker. Not if he's still hot, he's not going to. UTEP's not going to be a better defense than North Texas. It'll be like a walk in the park comparatively. I feel like with yeah. how good you, uh, North Texas is playing. So. You know, I, for the memes, we can go. You, I'll pick UTEP, but UAB is going to win that game if, if it all actually right, happens. Right. Collins got UAB. Collins got UAB. Yeah. When, when they played in the regular season, they went double overtime the first time they played. Let the record show. Yep. Um, all right. Collins got UAB. Um, I'll take North Texas. One of us has to take North Texas on this damn podcast. Um, I I actually feel good about North Texas against FAU. I like the matchup. Um North Texas doesn't allow a ton of threes. Um, I think they can shut. I think they can keep FAU back down to under sixty points, which they did yeah. twice. Yep, twice. Like I think there is a good chance North Texas just matches up really, really, really well with them defensively. And like we talked about time and time again, they're gonna have to make shots. They're gonna have to make shots. You gotta get to that sixty point threshold. You gotta get sixty five, probably to win a championship. I think they can do it. I think they can yeah. do it um fau hasn't been there before nor texas even though this is a very different team from two years ago um i think north texas is capable and i think that they are experienced i think they can do it so give me north texas over fau when it's um 64 to 58 okay there you go all right all right UAB, you got north texas yep there you have it um all right let's see anything else before we wrap it up I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I keep going back to what I said after, like, I don't know, a few few weeks ago, probably a month ago. I said if this team ended the year 16-4, and four, I'd be – It's know, a good season. Giving, giving them a standing ovation. I think that's a great season. Yeah. So, very, 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 very good season. Uh, borderline great season. Um, obviously, losses to, like, UNC, Wilmington, Rice, Charlotte. You can't lose all three of those. Maybe one, maybe two. Lost to all three of those in your at-large hopes, um, which sucks. Uh, obviously, if you beat FAU one of those two, that that would be great as well. But um, this this is a team that had opportunities to be the best team, I think, in North Texas history. I agree. We'll see uh, how the postseason run goes. So I'm not going to rule that out yet. Maybe they win the tournament and get in. Because if this team gets in, they're not getting in as a 12 seed. We, we talked about it before. They'll get in as, you know, a 10. Well, if they get in and if it's your scenario and it's FAU and North Texas, I think FAU gets in at large. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that North, yeah, it wouldn't be a 12, like you said. It would be yeah, like something both, like a 10. Yeah, I think they'll be around a 10. I think FAU will be the 10 or maybe a play in 11 type thing. Um, it just depends. So, we'll see. Two bid conference USA is on the horizon, though. Let's well, not, it's that Bleacher Report thing that said three bid somehow. Yeah, that was that was like two weeks ago. I think that was before the Charlotte game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Right. So yeah, no. But regardless, we'll see how it goes. Um, the tournament starts on Wednesday, like we said, in Frisco. Um, it's a shame we won't be. I won't be there. 
Uh, I won't be there either. But have fun, everybody in attendance. Does that make the championship you going Saturday? No, I'll be in Bandera at a wedding. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, you will be there. Yeah, duh. We'll both be there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be watching the game together. Maybe do a. I'll have my mic if we need to do a podcast. Yep. On Friday or Saturday or something. Um, but yeah, there you go. Hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll know Texas win the tournament. We'll get some graphics out, get some polls out, all that stuff. Um, tournament starts on Thursday night. I'm glad, kind of glad it's the late game. You know what I mean? For North Texas, yeah. they play at eight. Um, and then two, so eight on Thursday, two on Friday. I so. hated the eleven thirty time slot. Yeah, so that's a positive. Let's look at the positives here. But that's all we got for y'all today. Hope you all enjoyed it. Leave us a five star rating and review wherever you're listening. Leave us uh, a like, comment, share, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at Green Room UNT. Uh, we appreciate the support. Again, uh, we will be continuing to post content on there. Um, spring football's around the corner. We'll get some football stuff up as well. But yeah, thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you all later.